Hello everyone, here I am on uh, May the 2nd, 2016, getting around to uh, working on Cryon's fifth cosmic law. You give permission of the cosmos to rearrange things around you. So this particular law, um, surprisingly or not, um, I found I had an enormous connection with the law of attraction when I started working um, and thinking about creating this podcast. And so what I ended up doing is opening two different sets of records. Now within the Akashic Records we can open our own human Akashic Records and if we choose to learn some of these skills and abilities we can also um, learn to open the Akashic Records of everything from a tree to a genus of plant to um, perhaps the group Akashic Records of dolphins through to uh, any Akashic records we can name really, even that of a house, which has actually come in useful for me with house hunting, but that's a story for another day. So um, this week, let's get back to Cryon's fifth cosmic law. You give permission of the cosmos to rearrange things around you. And so what I did for this particular podcast was I first opened the Akashic records of the law of attraction. And this is what happened. First of all, I saw these cinnamon-coloured banks of mirrors surrounding the human energy field. They spun very fast, um, and they were a beautiful cinnamon, orangey, goldy colour. And on the show notes this week, I've tried to find a picture available that would give you at least some idea of what I was seeing, feeling, and sensing. So here's what came through when I connected with the Akashic Records of the Law of Attraction. And they say, what we send, we receive. What we display, we request. What we ask for is returned to us 1,000 fold. When we send out a request, either consciously or unconsciously, this aspect of our field begins to spin. If we are conscious enough and focused enough, the energy is generated and extends out through our field. Imagine a spinning top with many different frequencies of speed, direction and dimension. If this spinning top vibrates briefly, then we may generate the feelings, sensations and emotions successfully related to our request or desire. But it's like a battery without a charge. The energy will flash and rattle for a while, but will not make it far enough through the ether to connect with other energy fields and create the butterfly effect that we desire. So we have created the marker for an effect if the marker has not been firmly set as a vibrational frequency, it won't move on out and create a result. It's nothing but magical thinking. So then I asked the records about the difference between this kind of a request and a more successful request to the universe, because after all this week we're considering how to give permission to the cosmos to rearrange things around us. And this is what they said. The request is sent with direct directionality and intention. There is a vibrational match between the request from the soul of the individual concerned 
and their ability to hold the energy of the results. Does the request match with the soul's opportunity to learn, to change, grow and move forward? This will add momentum. Has the soul set intentions for the future potentials of this request to be made in this lifetime? It's like a forward marker in time. It's not really karma, although it can feel karmic when we either succeed in manifesting an intense desire or we don't. In this century's vibration, since we are evolving, the ability to be self-determined, some of us can start to see that we can only manifest what is truly intended for us at the soul level. We can send many requests, but not all of them will make it through since we are either not ready or the markers to indicate we are capable of handling the request are not put in place. So our premonitive ability, they mean premonition there, is strong enough that we know or sense what is coming for us, but it may not even be set up to happen in this particular lifetime. I asked for an example of this and they took me back to my uh, early years in work as a BBC secretary. I joined, started at the BBC when I was 18 and I started in what they called personnel appointments at the time and I used to see all sorts of job applications. One of the most common job applications was truck drivers applying to be producer of a show. It really happened a lot. It was it was quite interesting. And what um, the records wanted me to know about this, the Akashic Records of the Law of Attraction, is that these souls knew somehow they needed to be somewhere they aren't right now but they have not set themselves up to be there with background work and qualifications and they say it's the same on the soul's journey if we've done the soul work the karmic work in our lives before this one then we are ready and able if not we may do our best to manifest what we know is coming but it just may not happen yet this time around and they say it's still okay in this lifetime or the next. So to complete that thought they say for a request to be completely manifested there needs to be three main energy aspects, attributes if you like or you can just think of them as energy charges. The first one is directionality that means the foreknowledge of where you want to go what is desired, how to envision it, just like when we create a vision board, which perhaps some of you on this podcast have had a go at. I know I have too. They say, how can we manifest something if we're unclear about the end result? Creative energy will only get us so far. It has to have a container for change and we need to have put the energy into what we want somehow or other. They say the second key or second energy charge is a strong intention and focus of energy. The request may need to be made several times even in this lifetime for the result to be a success. We are after all incarnated in soul groups so as my vibration affects yours and vice versa we can't all be getting to our desired point in time with our desired outcome exactly as we foresaw or intended it to happen without some energetic adjustments being made along the way. And the third energy charge or point is complete commitment. If commitment isn't full, the energy field, the lattice connecting all of us will know. 
you will know on some level, even if only at the soul level, and so will others involved in your desired request. So just like an athlete is committed, so do we need to be manifesting the changes we may so intensely desire this time around. If we're still harbouring indecision in our energy, if we're still regretting something, if we lack the discipline to carry through, if we're making an irresponsible request, then our energy may decide that for the good of the whole system, the answer is not yet. So where does this leave us? I believe this is a hopeful message. Despite the fact that we have to ask and ask, when we do succeed and we have done our spiritual work, we will feel completely satisfied with the results of our endeavours, completely at peace and completely whole, in the right place at the right time, because we are ready to hold the energy of the request. It may seem tough, but it's absolutely the right way to move forward. My example is the spiritual journey this time around. I kept asking and asking for answers. How does this work? How does that work? Why in this spiritual book does it say this and in that book say something different? I would gain more and more information, but still not be at peace with the result. Workshop after workshop, book after book, teacher after teacher, and I was still spiritually hungry. Now, at this point in the reading, I was asked to move back into my own personal human Akashic records on the planet. And the reason they wanted me to do that was to share this little story with you in this section. So they said, for me, I set an intention through many lifetimes to make a big reconnection with the Akashic records this time around. After all, many answers are within them and much life history. Once I was able to find the connection this time around, I felt an enormous sense of satisfaction. I honestly felt, and still do, that universal consciousness, God, or put your word here, let me shift my energy enough so that I could peel up a little corner of the universe, look inside and see the cogs going around, enough for me to say, at least in my limited human 3D fashion, oh, so that's how that works. My master's teachers and loved ones also say that I had gathered enough insights and spiritual practice over a number of lifetimes to get very clear about whether I was in the records or not which is very useful for me and for clients when they're learning how to access their own records. I can also choose to look or scry, old-fashioned English word to enable you to see things psychically, or peer into the records of other things when I choose to. And sometimes it seems to happen spontaneously, usually when I need to learn something. This explains many of my spiritual experiences in life and helps me make sense of why the heck I can even do this in this lifetime. The end result is a strong feeling of peace and a sense that I know what I'm here for this time around, at least as far as we can ever know. There's always mystery to life, isn't there? So when it comes to the fifth law, you give permission of the cosmos to rearrange things around you. You really do. You do it through many lifetimes. You do it at the soul level. You do it within your soul groups, not just at the very simple human energetic level where you, you feel like you're putting a thought out there and something should, quotes, unquotes, make it back to you. Um, my master's teachers and loved ones carry on to say, 
your many lifetimes and previous and current spiritual and karmic work are setting you up to activate the higher soul level markers and intentions for this lifetime. I remember when I was able to manifest things quickly and easily uh, in my lifetime, my mum, when she was still with us, would complain sometimes and say, you always seem to get what you want. When I focus on something I really want, I do give it 100% commitment. It's almost like a myopic focus. I haven't succeeded at everything, but that's because I truly believe that my commitment was somehow lacking or that one of my other focus qualities was not fully developed. In some way, I was not ready to take on the commitment of the result of the manifestation. The weight of the energy was something I was unable to hold in my energy field, if you like. So rather than just trying to manifest by saying, I want, fill in the blank, it would behoove, love that word, many of us to look through the other end of the spiritual telescope, if you like. Rather than asking for what you want, if you desire to connect more deeply with your soul purpose this time around, my masters and te teachers and loved ones gave me this excellent list of questions to consider, and I've included them in this week's show notes at mumonaspiritualjourney.com. Just look at the podcasts menu section and you'll find it, um, so that you can take some time to consider them for yourself if you so choose. So these are the questions. Where in this life would my soul have me look for my current spiritual purpose? How can I best manifest that in this lifetime? What am I ready to create given my existing skills, talents and abilities? What energy can I hold and maintain for the benefit of myself and others should I choose to manifest the next step? How can I add to the positive energy of the planet by moving forward this time around? And finally they suggest, and perhaps meditate on how you are most ready to say yes to the rearrangement of the cosmos around you, because they say, it will happen. So, some fascinating insights into the nature of the rearrangement of the cosmos around us, Kryon's fifth cosmic law, and the nature of the law of attraction. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please uh, feel free to go to marmonaspiritualjourney.com, um, check out the other posts that are there. I'm on Twitter. My handle is Sarah's Energy. I'm very chatty on Twitter, so I'll be happy if you drop by. I'd love it if you would share my podcast with any uh, other friends or, or colleagues on the spiritual journey. Um, the podcast is now available on Stitcher.com. It's available at Google Play. It's on iTunes and it's uh, on uh, Android as well. And you can go to the Mum on a Spiritual Journey blog and find out how to subscribe to any of those if you want to listen regularly. So as I say, I hope you enjoy. Um, I wish you uh, a great time working with the Law of Attraction in the light of the Akashic Records. Until next time.